Get Luke, the eighth chapter, and the 43rd verse. Praise God. We honor God today and to his son, Jesus. Amen. And to the pastor, the angel of this house. Amen. To our church mother, Mother Hawthorne, to you, Mother White, Elder Clay, God bless you. To our missionaries, amen. To each and every person that is here on today, to you, you and you, our musicians, our singers, our members, those of you that have breath in your body, our children, amen. We praise God. Because we realize without the Lord on our side, we would not be here. Amen. Regardless of how you feel and how things are going, without the Lord's mercy, we would not be here. Amen. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians, neither all her which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. And I know many of you have heard this many, 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 many times, but as I study the scripture, I asked the Lord for the word for the people to heal. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue, her issue, her flow, of blood staunched it stopped immediately and when Jesus said who touched me when all denied Peter and they that were with him said master the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and saith thou who touched me how would you know Lord that somebody touched you with all these people around you everyone's touching you and Jesus says, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and the word of the Lord is blessed. My brief topic today is you have not walked in my shoes. For the Bible says we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And the rest of that scripture says, so let's, let us lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily beset us. But I just want to deal with that first part. We are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And I think about the witnesses that were in the crowd, the witnesses that witnessed the woman touch Jesus, the witnesses that lived around her and that knew her circumstance, the witnesses that saw her day after day in her condition, year after year in her condition, on the days where she was weak and didn't want to come out, 
on the days where she may have been on the corner selling something because the scripture said she spent all that she had going from doctor to doctor trying to get the money to go to the doctors. Those that may have witnessed along the way on her down days and the days that she may have been up, we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Some witnesses only want to remember the bad stuff. The days she was down, the days she looked bad, the days she was weak, the days that she stayed in her house 30 days, 40 days, 50 days. This went on for years, not just one week. And then there's the witness that saw the miracle, the witness that saw this weak woman push through the crowd, the witness that may have helped her along the way as she was following the crowd. No doubt she was weak. We talked about the issue of blood. We talked about it concerning the fig tree and what the fig provides and everything else. So no doubt she was weak. But the witness that saw her push through the crowd, gain enough strength to get through the crowd. And then the witnesses that saw her after she touched the hem of his garment stand there and confess that it was her and walk away healed. The witnesses that gained from her strength in her weakness the same strength that they needed for themselves. You have not walked in my shoes. Sometimes we look and I looked and last night I just tossed and I turned and I kept saying, Lord, what is it? I prayed all night long. Every time I would get to sleep, I would wake up praying. It was a continual prayer. I don't know if any of you ever done that. You went to sleep praying and you wake up and seem like you, you, you finished off where you fell off when you went to sleep. And you woke up and the prayer continued. It seemed like I did that all night and I kept saying, Lord, what is this? I don't get it. I don't know what this is. It was down in my belly. And I kept getting up and I kept walking and then I would... I said, I'm going to be tired tomorrow. I need to go to bed so I can go to get up and go to church. I need to get up early tomorrow because it's snowing outside. So I need to prepare early, and I need to get up, and I would go to bed, and I would try to pray and go back to sleep. I'd fall asleep and wake up in that same prayer again, and it looked like when I looked at the clock, the clock only moved one or two minutes. I said, Lord, what is this? And I kept praying, and I kept praying, and I kept praying. And when I woke up this morning, pastor said, I don't know what this is, but I'm feeling terrible. And I kept thinking the whole night, he didn't seem like anything was going on, but I wasn't in his shoes. And that prayer that I kept praying, the Lord was saying, that's what you were praying for not knowing that he wasn't feeling well in his body. So as I look at this woman, the scripture said for about 12 years, she had this issue. And I thought about it. I said, now I'm going to have to get up this morning. I'm going to have to deliver the news to the people. I don't know who's going to be here. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know who's going to be ready. I don't know who's going to speak. I'm probably going to have to speak. I thought about all this. But I had this on me. I had that on me. And when I stepped out the door, I had to deal with something that I've been dealing with for 13 long years. 
don't think about it. I just said, it's snowing. I'm going to have to get up early. But when I stepped out the back door, my legs started trembling. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I got to go and I got to do this. Because I'm always looking for my crutch, my husband. That first snow, you know, if I get over it, I'll be all right. But that fear came over me again, so I stood on the back porch, and I said, in the name of Jesus, and I began to bind the enemy, and with each step I took, I said, in the name of Jesus. You haven't walked in my shoes. When that type of fear haunts you, and you continually have to fight it, and I said, and when I get to the church, somebody's going to look at me and say, hey, first lady, how you doing? I can't stand there and tell them, I stepped out the door with fear. I can't tell them that I didn't want to get up to speak because I was trembling and my head wasn't clear because I'm worried about my pastor. I'm worried about my husband. I can't tell them all the things that's going on in my head and going on inside of me. Why? Because they haven't walked in my shoes. They wouldn't understand what I'm talking about. All I know is I must produce. So I kept pushing like the woman with the issue of blood. You may have seen me when I was up. You may have seen me when I was down. And I look at, we are at the 11th month, almost the 12th. And this year has been full from not month to month, but week to week. It has been full, but I had to keep pushing with every bit, every bit of strength that I had in my body because on the other side, there's healing. On the other side, there's deliverance. On the other side, there's wholeness. On the other side, there is strength. While we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, we don't know, and we haven't stepped into the witnesses. We haven't stepped into that person's shoes. We haven't walked into it. That's the reason why we have to love one another. And I went to Romans, come with me real quick, go over to Romans 12, chapter... And... Let's start with the ninth verse. 12 and 9 says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. I don't want that version. Give me. NIV. Be joyful in hope. Love must be sincere. That's 12 and 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. There's something on the other side for us, y'all. Honor one another above yourselves. You haven't walked in their shoes. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. 
when we go through some things, we can't bring everybody through it with us. We have to, when we become, when we're overcomer of a situation, we have to tell of his goodness. But we can't drag them through the valley. Some people aren't strong enough to go through your valley. Amen. You may lose them while they, you in the valley. And then when you get out, they're still down there. But we have to be witnesses of the goodness of God. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. I have to keep praying. I got to be joyful in hope. I got to keep telling y'all, even when I don't feel like it, God is a healer. God is a deliverer. Amen. We have to be faithful to the call which God has called us to. And I hear the scripture saying each one of us are called to be witnesses. Who are you to be a witness to? That one that's sinner. That one that's sick. That's one that has given up hope. We have to be a witness. Amen. 13 says share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. In other words, when you see them down, when you see me down, tell them. It don't mean you always have to feed them. Share with them. I went through, but you know what? I came out. Praise God. Practice hospitality. Baby, you can make it. I did. Now, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I know. Because uh, you, what? You only been like that for 13 years? Oh, I've been like that for 24. Praise God. 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Vengeance is the Lord's. You can't repay anybody as well as God can. We want to see swift justice so much, that's how we get in trouble. Because when you're dealing swift justice, sometimes you get left in the valley. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. You don't have to know my situation because you're not in my shoes. But when you see me rejoice, rejoice with me. When you see me mourning, mourn with me. Tell you, baby, you're going to make it through this. If you made it through that, you're going to make it through this. Amen. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Listen, I'm too old to be trying to hide my feelings and hide stuff now. I'm too old. I don't need to be proud. There was a song out one time, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. You know I was going there, didn't you? I saw your face. You know, y'all know y'all ain't been in church all your life. I heard it while I was in church. <laughs> Praise God. But I'm not too proud to say I went through, but I came out. Praise God. But be willing to associate with people in low position. He brought me out. I ain't dealing with that no more. She's going to have to get through this herself. But that's not who we are. We're healers one to another. Amen. Do not be conceited. I don't, that don't need no explanation. We don't have to be conceited in the Lord. We can boast of his goodness. We don't have to be conceited. Praise God. And then the scripture said, do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right, 
in the eyes of everyone. Sometimes you have to do the right thing just because we compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. You don't know where people are. You don't know when they see you or hear you three aisles over in Walmart cussing out somebody. I know we don't do that because we save, sanctify, filled with the Holy Ghost and the mighty burning fire and blessings just come out of our mouth. Just blessing, blessing, blessing. We don't do that. But I heard your voice three hours over. And you blessed them all right. They were blessed all right. Praise God. And the scripture says, 20, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. I'm going to burn them up. They made me so mad. That ain't what that scripture means. You know what that scripture means? When something's burned up, you're free. She said, you're free when something's burned up. You let them chains and ropes burn off of you and see what happens. You're free. When we walk around full of grudge, Wanting to repay somebody, you're bound. If I see him, I'm going to trip him. If I see him, I'm going to pull in front of him and dare me to hit him. That's bondage. If I see him, I'm going to go right, way around this way. That's by, my steps are short. I don't feel like going clear around. You don't want to speak to me? Bless you. Let me keep moving. I'm too old for the foolishness. Praise God. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I heard Deacon Burt praying when he was praying this morning. I'm done, y'all. You haven't walked in my shoes. What looks easy to y'all may not be easy. We don't have to know what goes on in everybody's personal life. But just do like Romans. Let's be good to one another. It ain't going to kill you to be good. It'll kill you to be bad. You cuss me, I cuss you. You break my window, I break your window. You don't know what's going to be standing outside that door waiting for you. Praise God. But I was listening to Deacon Burt pray. And he said something in his prayer. He said, Lord, he said something like, when we have made a vow to you, he didn't use the word vow, but that's the word I remember. Whatever we put out, somebody takes it in a little differently. But to me, it meant a vow. When we make that vow to you, he said, when we say something, help us to do something. We don't need the Lord to help us do anything. He given us the power to do whatever we want to do. He said, I give you the power to choose life. Now, life is the greatest thing that we have. We don't have anything greater than life. So if he gives us power to do the greatest thing that mankind is able to do, and that's to choose life, how come we can't choose to do the right thing? How come when the Lord calls us, we can't do the right thing?
We can't tell God I'm getting ready. Because why? We're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Listen, the church can't be sick, y'all. Did y'all get that? It's too still for y'all to got it. The church can't be sick. You said the Lord saved you. You said he delivered you, so you can't be sick. What are you saved from? Genesis, sin. That was the first sickness, the sin that was in the garden. So if you chose, if you have the power to choose the greatest thing, which is life, and you've been delivered from the first and the worst thing, which is death, sin, the scripture said, for the wages of sin is, and the gift of God is eternal life. So where's the issue? The world needs us. The world needs us. The church can't be sick. We can't be being healed all the time. We have to say, I'm healed. Don't the scripture tell us? Let the weak say, I'm weak. Let the strong say, I'm stronger than you, and you stay weak. Amen. So God has given us power. Amen. So you haven't walked in the other person's shoes. You don't know what they're going through, what they've been through, what it took them to get there. But say, I'm healed. Live Romans, the 12th chapter. Choose. I choose life. Everybody stand. Told you I'm done. I choose life. And I choose to believe the word of God. And Lord, because you said we can ask anything according to your will. Lord, I'm asking today. I'm asking for the strength of your people, God. I'm asking for the wisdom of Solomon, God. Lord, we know the word says that Solomon was the greatest man that ever lived, and there'll be none other with that wisdom. But God, we're asking God for the likeness of the wisdom. Oh, God. Lord, we're asking that you anoint us, your people, God. So the words that come out of our mouth are full of healing, full of wisdom, full of life, God. Oh, God, that we choose, God. We put our flesh under subjection. For the, I hear the words say that we must die daily. Oh, God, for what are we giving up if we're giving up death, if we're giving up sin? What are we giving up, God? Lord, help us, God, in the name of Jesus, to search your word. Put a hunger in every person that is being called by your name to search your word. Don't give them any peace, God, until they learn of you, God, in the name of Jesus, so that we may live right, we may walk right, we may talk right, and we may be that example to the world, like the woman with the issue of blood. Someone may have saw us weak at one time, God, but let them see the strength that we now have, the strength and the healing, God, that we've been made whole, God. In the name of Jesus, oh, God, let us not be double-minded, God, that we're up today and down tomorrow, God. Oh, God, for when we do that, we misrepresent who you are. Oh, God, because you're a God of direction. You're a God of growth. 
You're a God of plenty, God. You're a God of stability, God. Touch us, your people, God, that we become more like you. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, you see every soul in the room, God. Every word, God, that has gone out. Lord, the answer was in your word. And we thank you for it today, God. We thank you for the answer. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for the revelation of your word. Lord, we don't have to be great in you, God. All we have to be is hungry for you, God. So we thank you for the hunger, God. We thank you for filling our hunger, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you today, God, in the name of Jesus, for the answer. Lord, that one that is in the valley of making decision, today make it clear to them, God. Block out all the voices. Block out the hand of the enemy because there's no confusion in you, God. Now strengthen us together, God. Make us one in you, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, for we are better than what we were, God, because we're no longer sinners, God, so that makes us better than what we were, and we thank you for the better. 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 Lord, we thank you for the better today, God. We thank you for the better. Now guard our hearts and our minds. God, those that are toiling with children, we hold them up before you today, God. The children are on the hearts heavy, God. Oh, God. But we realize that your word says train them up in the way that they should go. Lord, it doesn't mean they're always going to go the right way, God. But help us to release them to you, God. Oh, God. Help us, God, to release them to you, God, so that we may serve you freely, God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, will you do it today, God? We'll love you and we'll praise you for it. Keep them, God. Oh, God, in the days to come, keep them, God. Lord, bring back, God. Bring back. Bring them back. Bring them back, God. Bring the children that were raised in the church. Bring them back, God. In the name of Jesus. The world just wants to use them and abuse them, God. The enemy wants to just turn them out, God, and turn them over, God. Oh, God, that they won't have the mind, God. But every child that has been raised in the church, every child that was dedicated unto you, God, you know them name by name. God, we're holding them up before you today, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, only you can do it, God. Only you can do it. Only you can do it. God, for if we trust you with our lives, we trust you with our children, God. So we hold our children up to you today in the name of Jesus. Now save and deliver, God, and set free, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. 